Mark chapter 4, verses 3 to 8. Listen, what do you make of this? A farmer planted seed, and as he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road, and birds ate it. Some fell in the gravel. It sprouted quickly, but didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds. As it came up, it was strangled among the weeds and nothing came of it. Some fell on good earth and came up with a flourish, producing a harvest exceeding his wildest dreams. Hi everyone. Bible before breakfast. Mildred King Sokongo here. Verse 9 of that same scripture says, Are you listening to this? Really listening? I love the way Jesus used to tell stories. A lot of his lessons were hidden in stories. And maybe because I'm such a storyteller myself, I really, really enjoy reading my Bible. I love the fact that Jesus could say these things simply, but he just never did. The good thing about stories is they make you think. They make you think. In fact, the disciples asked him at some point why he told stories. And he said because it was to give readiness, to nudge people towards a welcome awakening. He wanted them to wake up. He wanted them to see things. He wanted them to not just be like other people who had their eyes open but they didn't see a thing, who had their ears open but they didn't understand a word. He wanted them to not get just so used to the word that it made no impact. And I think that's one of the things that reading your Bible does for you. It keeps you alive. It helps you concentrate. You're not just reading absent-mindedly, but you really do have to think about the words, you know. You have to think about what Jesus is saying. So let me tell you how this story really works. So Jesus tells a story about a farmer who goes out to plant seeds. And some of the seeds were taken by birds, some fell but didn't have roots, so they disappeared. And then some, you know, grew among weeds and before you knew it, they couldn't survive. But some fell on good ground and they produced a harvest even beyond the farmer's wildest imagination. And then Jesus goes later and starts to explain what that story really means. And one of the most important things he says is that the seed is the word of God. So which tells me that there's never anything wrong with the seed. If you're putting in the word of God in your life and it's not producing, it's not the seed that's the problem. It's the soil. God is never the problem. It's always the soil. So as much as I encourage you to read your Bible, to study the word, and to give time and attention to the word of God, I'm also concerned about your heart. And if you've listened to me on other platforms before, you've heard me probably say that the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. It's true. The heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. That's what this is all about. The seed is good. The seed is always good. Always But where do you plant the seed? 
So imagine if you have great quality seed and you put it on your bed and you pour some water on your bed. You put some artificial light on your bed. That seed may not grow and even if it grows, it won't last. So where are you planting the seed? My question is, what's the state of your heart? Because the heart is where the seed is planted. So let's look at verses 14 down to explain what that story really means. Because one of the things I hope that we do on Bible Before Breakfast is make you actually go back and read the scriptures. Don't just listen to me. Open your own Bible. Oh, I love physical Bibles because I get to mark it. I get to write notes by the side. I date it. I Like if you read my Bible, it's like a diary. I hope that I make you do that. Don't just listen to me right now and just move on with your day. Don't say, oh, thank God, I've gotten the wording for the day. I want you to take your Bible and read it for yourself. I'm not a replacement to you studying the word with the Holy Spirit. That's not what this is about. This is to inspire you to do it. So let's read verse 14. It says the farmer plants the word. So that tells us that the word is the word of God. And it says some people are like that seed, you know. It falls on hardened soil of the road. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what has been planted in them. Once the seed is planted, Satan comes and grabs it away like the birds, just comes and he takes it away. So that tells me that Satan is after the word. He's not after you, he's after the word that has been planted. So if you go to a service or you hear this message and you go, wow, great word. That was amazing. That was powerful. I know about the rest of you, but I live in Nigeria. And so we have some very funny way of approaching things. And some of our lingua is amazing. <laughs> and so I'm sure on this podcast, you hear quite a few of them. But one of the things I've heard is when pastors are preaching in church, you hear the congregation say, mm, deep, mm, so good. Preach, pastor. Come on now. Yeah, all of those kind of funny things. And then I'm wondering, okay, in five minutes, I'm going to ask you what pastor said. Or after the service, you see people walking out of church and you say, how was service today? You say, mm, so powerful. What did you learn? <gasps> At this point, you hear crickets because nobody <laughs> remembered what pastor said because we were too busy being excited about the word. It says, and that you will see in verse 16. It says, and some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. So we have the first category, the word doesn't even land. Like once the word comes, Satan just comes and takes it. He's not even allowing you taking the word. And this is one of the reasons why I don't really encourage people to sit with their friends who distract them in church. If you know you have friends who distract you in church, when you get into the service, find another place to sit. You know, this journey is actually a very personal journey. You must work out your salvation, your salvation, not, not the communal salvation, your salvation with fear and trembling. So make sure that you don't have any distractions. Don't let Satan take the word that has just been planted. And don't be the kind of person who responds with great enthusiasm. When the pastor is preaching, sometimes it's okay to be quiet. <laughs> sometimes it's okay. And then, you know, you have to also work on your character because it says it's the shallow soil of character that doesn't allow the word rest. Because once the emotions of, oh, that was a powerful service, mm, deep, mm, amazing, come on now, mm, mm, pastor, mm. 
And sometimes when pastor is preaching, they're just going, mm, good word. Snapping fingers and he says, when all of that emotion wears off and some tiny difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. How do you know the word is working? You know it because once a challenge comes, the right response comes from the word you just heard. So difficulty doesn't take the word. Now, the third category of people says the seed cast in the weeds represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. See what happens. It says the stress strangles what they heard and nothing comes of it. Did they hear the word? Yes. Did they take in the word? Yes. Did they receive it? Well, yes. However, they are worried. Worries will bring stress and stress strangles the word. It's one of the reasons why the Bible says don't be anxious about anything because stress will strangle the word. Literally. It says they're worried about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. I know life places that demand on you. And that's one of the reasons I want you to wake up in the morning before you even have any breakfast. Get into the word. Get into the word first before you start worrying. The word will act as a shield against worry, against the things you have to do and the things you want to get, not even the things you need to get, the things you have to do and the things you want to get. It will strangle the word. But look at where we're going and what God wants us to be. He wants us to be the seed that is planted in the good earth. In the good earth. That's the, the heart that is perfect condition. It says it represents those who hear the word, who embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. They embrace the word. So they hear the word, they embrace the word. How do you embrace the word? By meditating on the word. How do you embrace? It's the same way you embrace someone. You hold on to them. You pull them in and you hold on to them tightly. Sometimes if someone even wants to um, get out of a hog, you tighten the embrace even much more. So it's the same thing. You hear the word and then you pull it into you. You take it in and you hold on to it tightly. It says those are the kind of people who produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Listen, if you will hold on to the word, if you will hold on to it tightly, if you will embrace it, hold on to it tightly and embrace it by meditating on it constantly, constantly meditating on it. That verse 20 in the Passion Translation, it says it represents those who open their hearts to receive the message. Your heart must be open to receive the message. Don't just read it for knowledge. The Bible says that the letter kills, but it's the spirit that gives life. Don't just read the Bible or study the word so that you can argue. That's not a good reason to read the Bible. Take it in, embrace it, and believe it. Accept everything as truth. Once you accept it as truth, then and only then can you actually produce with it. The Amplified Version says that those that are sown on the good 
well-adapted soil. So that means you can work on your soil. They are the ones who hear the word, who receive it, who accept it and welcome it. Then they bear fruit. Sometimes 30 times as much as was sown. Sometimes 60 times as much as was sown. Sometimes even a hundred times as much as was sown. So there's never anything wrong with the word. The word is the seed. The seed is the word of God. Where are you planting it? So when you wake up in the morning, before you have breakfast, make sure your heart is ready to receive the word. And make sure it's good heart. How do I know it's good heart? It's the heart that receives the word, that accepts it, welcomes it. That's the heart that bears fruit. Good morning. It's such a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo.